Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's topic, how to handle group interviews. Hi everyone, this is Mike, and welcome back to Manager Tools. As many of you know, we have a paid product on the website that includes just about everything there is to know about effective interviewing. 16 full casts ranging from introductions to dress and how to close. But there's one thing we didn't talk about, and so we're going to share that with everyone today. Interviewing is one of the real tragedies in most companies. It's so easy to do it well, of course once you've gotten over the horseman curve, but so few are willing to take the time. Now, sure, everyone wants to complain about lousy output, low retention, poor performance, attitude difficulties, all that kind of stuff. But no one seems to be willing to think systematically about the problems. Come to think of it, there are thousands of companies who never get to the idea that turnover, low morale, and poor performance might just be the output of a broken process. Interviewing. And one of the worst ideas in interviewing is group interviews. But since you may very well get one at some point, we have a simple, only three points, set of suggestions to help you make it through. Here we go. We we don't recommend group interviews, as you might, no, as people might surmise. <laughs> no, we don't. And, and why? And why don't we? Yeah. Uh, uh, other than the fact that you have experience with a couple of dozen, is that what you said? A couple of dozen? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you didn't like them, and we're reasonably intelligent. And if, if if you really don't like something, and it doesn't appear to give you better results, maybe that's a sign. But but uh, separate from your data, what I have found is that basically group interviews offer greater efficiency in the service of ineffectiveness. Oh, that sounds good. Um, in fact, that <laughs> phrase I think great, greater efficiency in the service of ineffectiveness is a bit like. Is is the start of one of those despair dot com anti motivational posters? Um, yeah, yeah. Look, look, hey, look, this doesn't work, but it doesn't work faster. <laughs> yeah, and we lose wow. money on every one, but if we but if we sell a lot, well, yeah, sure. that's right. Yeah, um, we'll hire a lot of bad people, but we'll do it more quickly so we can turn them over faster. Um, more bad people get hired sooner. Yummy. <laughs> Hey, look, there's a cliff up ahead. Speed up, speed up. <laughs> okay. okay I, yeah. But fortunately for those opposed to you and your soapbox, this cast <laughs> isn't about the dangers of group interviews. No, but we, we are going to do a cast on them. We do. We do need to explain to people why they don't work. Yeah, and then, and then we'll let you run on about the dangers of group interviews on that one. But, <laughs> okay. But, but what about this one? Are group interviews prevalent? Are they hard? Are they dangerous? Um, well, all good questions. I think group interviews are prevalent. I don't have any data on them. I just learned that you did about two dozen, which is about two dozen minus one more than you needed to figure out. They didn't work. Uh, you know, in a, in a sense, I'm probably the wrong person to ask here in that when I hear about them, I have an emotional response. Um, my head explodes <laughs> negatively, of course. Um, so I probably overrate their occurrence um, just because of how memory works. Um, but but I don't think they're rare by any means. 
And so I think everybody needs to prepare for them. I mean, regardless of, you know, even if they aren't prevalent, if they're not rare, that's enough to go, okay, you're going to run across one. We need to help people get ready for them. Are they hard? No, absolutely not. Um, Once we share the secret here in this cast, everyone will see how easy they are. But I do think that folks think that they are hard um, for some reason. And so they tend to bring out the worst in people um, when they're interviewing. Um, if you want to put it simply, uh, I think folks think of a one-on-one interview as hard, and then they just multiply that hardness by the number of interviewers in the room, right? And so it just seems a lot harder. Right, right. Um, are they dangerous? In this, yeah, are they are they dangerous? Which is a different than question than yeah. are they hard? Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's one thing if it's easy, but they're dangerous, and and, and uh, there are those parts of interviews. Um, but, but I do think they are dangerous for the interviewee. Um, uh, I don't think they're as dangerous as a well-crafted interview that is full of behavioral questions delivered by a professional manager who knows what she's doing. Um, they're just dangerous in the sense that a, that a more nervous candidate performs less well. But, you know, with this simple step and with, with what we're going to suggest – you can declaw them pretty quickly. So, um, yeah, they're, they're worrisome, um, but they shouldn't be, and, and we can help. Good. Okay, so let's get to the declawing. What, what do we have to share in this cast? Simple. Three key recommendations, the first one of which is 90% of the value of the cast. Number one, eye contact is the only real difference between group and single interviews. Number two, be willing to ask for people's names, the interviewers' names again. And number three, yes, you have to write thank you notes to everybody. Great. Okay, so let's start with eye contact is the only real difference, given that that is 90% of the value of this cast. Let's, let's talk about that. And, you know, as I think about it, this is one of those things that it's too long to be a blog post. It's too long to be a an aside because there are a couple of subtle things we need to bring out here. Um but but it's this may be one of the simplest casts we've ever done. Um, that's yeah, kind of neat. Um, yeah, and I think so. And and for those people who are in group interviews who have to participate in one, it will be one of the more valuable ones. Yeah, it's like wow. Okay, I got it. Yeah. Um, so and 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 it does meet our our criteria of actionable. So I'm I'm happy about that. Look, the cast. Um, the, the real value of the cast can be summed up right in this recommendation. When you are in a group interview, you must simply modify the way you handle your eye contact with the questioner. Here's what you do. Start your eye contact on whoever asked the question. After you've started answering the question, move your eye contact to include all other interviewers in the room and then end your eye contact with whom you started. In a nutshell, you start and end with the person who asked the question, and in the middle of your answer, as you're answering, you make eye contact with everybody else in the room. 
Okay. I, I guess this doesn't bode terribly well for those who can't or don't make eye contact well in the first place, right? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It, uh, in a sense, but, but really that's not a function of the group interview. Th- they'd have that problem anyway, right? I mean, yeah. some, some people just aren't good with, with eye contact. Um, very true. So if you're thinking that yeah. listening to this cast, then go work on that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this and by the way, class. you know, we need to do a cast because, because I, I coach executives on how to work on eye contact. And it's actually, we have a, it's pretty easy. Yeah, it's so, interesting. Okay, so I need to add that to our list. We'll add that to the list. Okay, so uh, do you have any caveats, which we often have, around uh, the eye contact uh, point here? Yeah, there are two sort of small exceptions that I think confuse people or make people kind of panic a little bit when they come across them in an interview. First, and I know there's somebody who's already asking this in their head right now. They're saying, if the question is a brief one, and I'm going to describe that as one sentence as a rough rule, maybe two, okay? You needn't include everyone, just the questioner. Okay. Okay? So if you have a word, one-word answer or one-sentence answer or maybe two short sentences, um, you only focus on the questioner. Now, now I want to mention something here. I, I want to – let's take a moment on, on this exception and talk for just a moment about the concept behind this. I won't take very long because um, I don't want to get away from actionable stuff, but I want to explain it. If you've ever been in a group interview as an interviewer, you know why our recommendation is so powerful. If you've been an interviewee, you don't really understand it because interviewees are taught, you know, make eye contact with the questioner. But if you're interviewing someone and you didn't ask the question and they focus intently on the questioner while leaving everyone else out, it leaves you with the distinct impression that this person is not inclusive. This person is really tightly wound, that they're, they're uncomfortable, um, uh, broadening their, their scope, if you will. Um, and they're really being very linear about the interview. They're, they're not thinking of a group in the room. They're trying to focus on one person at a time. And the fact is, if you're in a uh, social situation and you talk for more than a minute, you're going to make eye contact with other people. It is quite disconcerting to see someone interviewed and for them to only make eye contact with the questioner. Now, the moment we suggest this, they're going to be like, oh, okay, I, I can make eye contact with everybody else. But if you've seen it done where somebody doesn't do it, and, and even if they don't intend for the conclusion to be drawn, the conclusion is drawn that they're not comfortable with the group. And, and, and what you, the, what you, the further conclusion you draw is, gosh, if they're not comfortable with the group, how do they do in meetings and stuff like that? And, and the answer is the conclusion is drawn that they don't do well. It's a silly conclusion in many cases because it's just nerves on the part of the interviewee. But, but I want to explain that that's the reason why. Uh, group interviews are, are done for the wrong reasons, but one of the hypothetical benefits is the quality of seeing how you perform in a group. And, and, uh, and if you focus only on the questioner, it, th- there is a, an incorrect, there's an inference drawn that, that is not helpful to the interviewee. So, okay, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm off that. That's a l- little bit of background there. Okay. Um, so, okay, if the question is brief, if it's one sentence, maybe two, then you just stay with the question. You don't need to include everybody. The second exception is is somewhat more rare, but it is worth, worth talking about. Um, in some interviews, there are two interviewers, 
but one of the interviewers is either sitting far to your right or left and essentially well out of your line of sight if you focus on the primary interviewer. Now, this normally doesn't happen with groups. In other words, more than two. I'll define a group in this situation as more than two. It usually is just one other person. Um, if the person is sitting far out of your line of sight, like if the interviewer is at 12 o'clock directly in front of you, and the interview, the second person is at 9 o'clock, as opposed to 11, for instance, um, if they're sitting well out of your line of sight, it's a cue to you that they will not likely be involved in the questioning and the caveat is you needn't include them when making eye contact even though technically you could describe it as a group interview okay now this this is a judgment call okay and it it even our caveat here has its own caveat if the person out of your noticeable line of sight asks a question if they choose to get involved, then at that point, from that point forward, you should start including them in your eye contact. Okay, and they've identified themselves as exactly. part of the group. The perfect. Exactly. Now, usually, when two people interviewing and there's one person sitting out of the line of sight, um, the primary interviewer actually says something to the effect of, "Hey, my associate will just be observing me and won't be part of the interview." Now, while while that is not always said it does mean if it's if that's actually said that you needn't include that that second person in your eye contact if you're not said that if that's not said and the person is sitting outside of your comfortable eye contact range then you leave them out but if it is said of course then you've got a no-brainer then you just focus on the interviewer uh, the primary interviewer until that second person asks asks a question yeah, I think probably some people are shaking their heads. It, it always seems a little bit more complicated than it seems at first. <laughs> yeah, it it seems that way. But but if you if you I think if we did a sketch or if we put this on video, I think people would be um, would be much more comfortable. In fact, it's just you know this reminds me of the need for video video interviewing series um, yeah. so people can observe the behaviors we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Okay, our second point: be willing to ask for names again. Yeah, it's very straightforward advice here as well. Um, it's highly likely that no matter how good you are with names, you're going to be introduced to everybody all at once, um, and you're going to forget some names, right? It's like, hey, meet Bob and Terry and Jane and Karen and Sue. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, it's normal. It's reasonable. And nobody minds that you don't get everybody's name perfectly the first time. On the other hand, while that's reasonable, what is not reasonable and what will be noticed is forgetting someone's name but not being willing to ask them for their name when you do forget. In the first case, look, you're just being human. It happens. In the second case, you're behaving in a way that says, I'm willing to avoid asking a polite question because I fear someone thinks that I'm socially inept. That is different than forgetting. Okay, so how do we recommend doing so? Look, it's easy, really. And it includes one of my very favorite social phrases. My, my favorite phrase of all is, yes, please, thank you. Um, but one of my top ten is, I'm sorry, I've forgotten your name. You just admit it. 
You just say, I'm sorry, I've forgotten your name. But there's no clever way of asking them, but really not asking them. And Yeah, that's always, that's a good one. I'm going to ask them, but they're not going to know that I'm asking. They're going to say their name, but they're not going to know that they said their name. What What is up with that? I'm, well, um, no, you, you needn't be clever. Um, there are times when cleverness is good, and usually it's around power. Um, but when you don't have any power, cleverness is not, not always good. Um, so look... Um, in a group interview, the interviewer you ask will politely tell you their name. If they don't, if they withhold their name after you said, I'm so sorry, I've forgotten your name, they're just being boorish, and that isn't your fault. Okay. Now, our last recommendation, now everybody's going to oh, love One more thing. I'm sorry. I, you know what? My, I just thought of something. You don't get to write people's names down. <laughs> I know we're going to get a question about it. Oh, well, what I do is I take the five card in there, and when, when they start telling me their names, I say, hold on a second, let me get out a card and write your names down. Uh, no. no. You don't need no. to draw a little you seating diagram? You, yeah, you don't, you don't get to do that. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <Okay>. no. <laughs> okay. Now, now I, I just realized the only reason I thought of that is because our next point is write notes to everyone. I thought, oh, great, people are going to conflate writing notes right after the part about asking for names, and they're going to think, oh, I can write notes about their names. No, no, don't do that. Okay, um, okay. So let's let's talk about let's talk about that. Write notes to everyone. Now, I'm sure a lot of people are going to just like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, gee, oh. Oh, the drama. Oh, the terror. Oh, the inhumanity of it. You might have to spend an extra 15 minutes to write a few more thank you notes to people. Yeah, well, I, uh, I, didn't, I didn't like the recommendation of writing notes in the first place, so now I got to write more. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is always asking us what they can do to distinguish themselves, what they can do to set themselves apart. And then they say, well, I don't want to do this step where I have to write a thank you note. You know, I have to say, we get a lot of emails saying people really like the show and telling us, you know, if I get one a day, I just feel lifted up and, and there are times when I just feel transported by the things people say in emails. But when I get a handwritten thank you note sent to the office, um, I just got one when I came back from a trip and I was tired, it must be one in the morning and I, I made the mistake of going through the mail real quick and before I went to bed and, and, uh, boy, just the nicest brief, you know, three or four sentences, much shorter than an email. Um, and it really, uh, you know, I'm sure this person will come to a conference, uh, someday. And I look forward to saying, Hey, you know what? I remember a year ago, you sent me a thank you note. It meant a lot. Um, recruiters always say it's not that big a deal, but then they also say, if I interview 10 people and one sends a note and no one else does, I notice. And so, so you don't know what the, the criteria, what, what the, the, uh, um, the final tipping point will be. You must take advantage. You must compete in every arena you can compete in when it comes to interviews. Cause it's never just one thing. It's everything all together because everything, you know, the old phrase of uh, everything else being equal, everything else is never equal. That's the whole point of it. So we strongly recommend thank you notes as those people who have the interviewing series. Uh, uh, no. Okay. So look, whether you want to do this step or not, to heck with you, <laughs> fooey. We recommend you do it. If you're interviewed by a group, no matter how stupid an idea interviewing by a group is, writing each person a thank you note who interviews you is very smart for you. 
If need be, get business cards from all of them at the end of the interview. And by the way, you just say, I'm sorry, I'd love to write a thank you note. May I please have a card so I can address it? Okay, that's that's how you do that. It's not terribly complicated. Um, or ask for contact information for ev- from everybody, uh, for everybody from the main interviewer. Or you can simply ask at the end of the interviewer, at the end of the interview, if the main interviewer would be willing to distribute your thank you notes to the other interviewers, and you send them in a batch in, in an envelope addressed to the primary interviewer, and then you don't have to include. All, all the detailed address information, yeah, and, and they that, can put them in their office mail or whatever. Yeah, and that one works really good because then you can just in, a, address them, you know, interviewer number one, thank you. Interviewer number two, <laughs> thank you very much. Not not hardly. You still do need to get their names. You could put um, – hey, look, if, if there's a group interview and you don't know one of their addresses, you can just put Dan McGuire, Smith Barney, right? Um, if you don't have the address, you put on his note. And, and and then rely on the HR person or the primary interviewer to get the notes sent out to everybody. Okay, super. Well, that was a certainly a quick cast. Um, yep. So even though it was quick, let's review real quickly the, the highlights for handling a group interview. Okay. So eye contact is the only real difference. The core of that one is make eye contact with a questioner at the beginning and the end of your answer, and then make eye contact with everybody else as you're delivering your answer, unless it's a short answer or unless the interviewer is, the second interviewer is sitting outside your normal line of sight. Be willing to ask for names again. Don't write people's names down, but be willing to ask for their names. And the way you do that is, I'm sorry, I've forgotten your name. Um, and then, yes, you do have to write thank you notes to everyone. Simple. Cool. All right. As always, thanks, my friend. Thanks, partner. We'll see you later. Well, that's it, folks. Simple, short, and to the point. Hopefully, you'll never have to deal with group interviews. But if you do, the three points we covered today, along with the rest of the material in the interviewing series, should serve you well. If you have any questions, come join us on the discussion forums, www.managertools.com forward slash forums. Hope to see you there. So, until next week, then, so long.